Machine. Good morning. Today is September 6th in the year of our Lord, 2023, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nitzvahs. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Hey, good morning, saints of God.
got me teared up this morning that's a good song you know that's straight out of the book of psalms of course and we didn't invent it that's third day but hey and i was thinking you know when you ain't gonna play your fiddle you should grab michael's cajon and play his cajon you could do it you can play drums you can do it what you can say anything you want to I'm going to miss they you love tomorrow. You. Huh? I won't be here tomorrow. Uh-oh. I'll be back on Friday. You won't be here tomorrow? I'm staying with Grandma. You're fired. I'm staying with Grandma. You're staying with my mama? Yes. Okay, you're not fired. That's a joke. I just, I just kidding. Well, guys, praise the Lord. It looks like, it looks like I'm going to be going to Haiti. Uh, looks like I'll be flying out with a mission team out of Florida. October 31st on Reformation Day. Hallelujah. So, uh, go down to see, uh, we'll spend a couple of days at the ministry that I'm going down with, Psalm 139 ministry, and then uh, go down and, and uh, visit the ministry we support. Uh-oh. Would y'all forgive me a minute? all this time this morning and I did not plug this in. <laughs> Excuse me. I forgot to plug my computer in to the power. It, all of a sudden it come up and said it was about to go dead. Where was I? Anyway, praise the Lord. God is good, good, good to us. Uh, we are... <laughs> we are in the book. There's Josh Levingthal on here. He's still over in Jerusalem, and he is the one I'll be uh, traveling down to Haiti with so that we can visit our orphanage, our Church Without Walls orphanage down there in Haiti. And so I'm looking very forward to that. That is going to be such a blessing. If you want to say hey to Brother Josh on here, who is still in Israel at the moment. All right. Uh, a couple of things to remember. One, this Saturday night, if you're anywhere close uh, within driving, I'm asking you to spread the word and come out. We're just going to converge in Carthage on the lawn at the courthouse and just praise the Lord from the center of Carthage. And Carthage is the county seat, and so we're seeing as the gateway of the city and we're going to lift praises to the Lord acoustically and just join together in worship. Also, next Friday, not this coming Friday, but the next Friday, September the 15th, we're going to have a Feast of Trumpets celebration yes. in Hartsville at Providence Church Building, at the Community Providence Church Building down in Hartsville. I want to invite you to come out and uh, bring a little something to share. We'll eat between 5.30 and 7. We have Bot Rivka is going to be with us from Southern Israel, and we'll be worshiping and praising the Lord. And so bring your shofars and come out and praise the Lord with us. 
That is September the 15th, Friday night. We'll kick off worship service about 7 p.m. Okay, Proverbs 19. Uh, let's take up with our daily Bible study, and let's just ask the Lord, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, Father in heaven, Holy Spirit, be with us. Be with us as we walk through these scriptures. Inspire us, speak to us, and give us wisdom, Lord. We believe Proverbs was written so that we could have wisdom. And so, Father, give us wisdom. Let these teachings sink in. In your name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we ended with verse 12 yesterday. I thought it'd probably be good to talk about that just a little bit more. Uh, maybe not a whole lot more. Verse 12 talked about how the wrath of the king is like the roaring of a lion. In other words, you do not want to make the king mad. Now, the interesting thing here in America, the king of our land is supposed to be a document, not a person, not a party, not any of the parties, not a president, not Congress. We, we are supposed to have this balance of power but the actual king of our land here in America is a document. We don't really know what it's like to live on a, under a king kind of rule. But you definitely don't want to make the king mad. <laughs> when the king's mad, it's not good. But when the king is happy, his favor is like the dew on the grass. And we spoke about that yesterday. Uh, just want to highlight that dew is vital in the Middle East. Without dew, you can't feed your sheep. The shepherd can't lead his sheep to pastures for them to eat in. You know, when, when you really study that out, there's a lot of desert landscape and it's like little, little puffs of grass come out and the shepherd leads the sheep to those puffs of grass, right? What, babe? All right, verse 13. A foolish son is the ruin of his father and the contentious <laughs> and the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. A foolish son is the ruin of his father. Now, often it's talked about um, a son and how a foolish son can really, really bring heartache to the father and that's it's just so true. I mean, you know, a, a father can work and labor to have a, a bit a huge inheritance to leave to his son, and then you know he can leave it to his son, and his son just destroy it and squander it uh, because it's not it doesn't mean as much to him because he didn't work for it as as some of the reason. But you know, but it's just a ruin to his father, you know, or. He takes his father's name and then he goes out and destroys his father's name and, and the name gets hurt. We've talked about that in several different ways. But the second part of this is, is the, the contentions of a wife are a continued, continual dripping. And we might think continual dripping, uh, that's like an aggravation, like the faucet won't turn off or something. Maybe it's uh, like a soaker rose. <laughs> like a what? You know, like a soaker, like a, like a soaker rose. This keeps you watered. Mm. No, in context here and in the day that has put it, it means it's a leaking roof is what it means. It's like, you know, it said, I think I read somewhere an Arabic proverb that talked about three 
three things that make a house not a home, and it was uh, a leaking roof, a fussing woman, and uh, uh, bugs. <laughs> bugs getting in the house, right? But the contentions of Whopper, it's like um, a bad roof, you know, it's just, and so later we're going to talk about how good it is to have a good wife, right? But a contentious, the contentions of a wife, the arguing, the fussing, the, the continual complaining, he's like, it's just no good for the home. It's just a proverb. Don't shoot me. <laughs> My wife isn't a contentious wife. Do what? I said, what song did we sing? What song did we Your sing? Love, Your love, O oh Lord. Uh, verse 14. Houses and riches. When they start whispering on the other side of the uh, uh, of the computer, I'm like, what? What are y'all saying over here? Sorry. <laughs> verse 14. Houses and riches are an... Oh, in funny, Charles. What? Chinese water torture. Chinese water torture. <laughs> Dripping of water, Chinese water torture. It's fine. Sorry, phone calls from people that don't know that I'm live. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers. But a prudent wife is from the Lord. So don't you see how these two go together? The foolish son is a ruin of his father. Houses and riches are an inheritance from his from fathers. But a prudent wife is from the Lord. A contentious wife is a continual drip. It's like a leaky roof, right? Nothing better than a prudent wife. A prudent here, of course, prudent. What does prudent mean? It means one who thinks carefully about the future, All right? A prudent wife. Nothing better. I say this often. There is nothing better for a man than a good wife. Can I get an amen? And there's nothing worse for a man <laughs> than a bad wife. Amen. Can I get an amen? Yeah. I mean, it's just the truth. When two people join together, I mean, it's it's a good wife, a prudent wife is from the Lord. God said it was not good for man to be alone. I will make a help meet. We just read that on a daybreak last week. I will make a help meet that's suitable for him. And so God made all the animals, brought them to Adam. And he's like, nah, it just ain't doing it for me. Then he caused a deep sleep to come upon him, took one of his ribs, and made a woman. And Adam said, wow, whoa, man. And so he names her woman, and he's like, now this is what I'm talking about. That's what Adam said. Now this is what I'm talking about. And... Uh, you know, and he starts praising the Lord for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, truly, the good wife is from the Lord. It's just it's just a true proverb. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for our wonderful wives. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name. Verse 15. Laziness cast one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. Laziness, uh, laziness begets laziness. The more lazy you are, the more lazy you become. And it's like uh, three things are kind of put together throughout the scripture. Laziness, drunkenness, and gluttony. 
you know, it's drinking too much, eating too much, and not working enough, right? And these kind of these kind of are shoved together in scriptures often. And the more they're done, the worse they get. That's kind of the the truth of it. And the and the lazy person is going to turn around and they have nothing. They have nothing to eat. You know, now remember, we are certainly talking about a time where if you don't sow, you don't reap. You know, if you don't plant your garden, you're not bringing anything in. And we live on a totally different system now that the people from the Bible wouldn't even know how to understand hardly the way we live today. But instead of sowing and reaping, we do jobs and we make money and then we trade money for goods. But the same principle is true, right? If if you, if you if you linger too long, you end up with nothing. And so you have to, uh, uh, if you don't want to suffer, you know, you got to not be idle. All right, verse 16. I got to move this. Verse 16. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul. But he who is careless of his ways will die. Uh, there is a real correlation. Now, that doesn't mean there's not exceptions to the rules, just like we said. Proverbs are general wisdom and truths that generally are true. There's exceptions to the rule. But there is a real correlation between keeping and obeying the words of God and living a long life. Amen? You know, you disobey God's words, you know, you steal, you kill, you uh, commit adultery, you you know, you just disregard God's commandments, it's going to shorten your life. Matter of fact, one of the commandments is honor your father and your mother. And with that commandment, there's a promise of living long upon the earth, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is a real correlation with keeping the commandment and keeping your soul. But he who is careless of his ways will die. That is, he's going to shorten his life. You live your life as a rebel, there's a good chance that you're going to die sooner than you would have died had you not. All right. Verse 17. Y'all have had nothing to add to anything yet? Verse 17. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what is given. Verse 17. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. The two greatest commandments are what? You guys, what are the two greatest commandments? Love the Lord, and, God, and love your neighbor. And love your neighbor, okay? Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Huh? As yourself. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so God says, the proverb says, when we have pity on the poor, when we help those who are in need, we are lending to the Lord because the Lord loves the poor. And he will pay you back. How awesome is that? He there, 
is the Lord will pay you back what he has given. The Lord looks upon you when you give. The Lord looks upon our heart when, our give, when we give. Now, that being said, I do need to put a qualifier on this, okay? So turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 with me just for a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 17. 13 or 13? Oh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm sorry, my darling. And this is where the Apostle Paul is saying, everything we do, we must do with a heart of love. And if we don't do it, motive is very important. So in this proverb, when we read this proverb, this is true. If you have pity on the poor, you're lending to the Lord and the Lord's going to pay you back. Amen. That's the truth. We've talked about that several times. We talked about Cornelius, whose alms were so wonderful that they came up before God and God sent an angel to Cornelius and said, I want you to send for Peter. He's going to come to your house and preach the gospel to you and I'm going to save you. Okay, that's an amazing, amazing thing that God takes account and pays attention to those who love and give and, to the poor. But the apostle here puts a qualifier when he's talking to the church. He says, but now listen, everything you do now needs to be done out of a heart of love. And if you don't do it out of a heart of love, it's you're, you're messing up. And so here in chapter 13, matter of fact, he's matter of fact, let's just start with verse one there. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels. In other words, I can speak with the tongues of men. This is languages we know. Angels, languages you don't know. Okay, but I have not love. I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. He is teaching the church that even gifts in the church need to be kept in a way that's loving to each other. You, people are more important. People are important to God and our heart is important, is important to God. Verse two, though I have the gift of prophecy. So you've got the gift of prophecy. Hallelujah. You, you receive words from the Lord. Hallelujah. You understand all mysteries. Yay. All knowledge. You got knowledge. Hallelujah. Though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains. So you're walking. You've got prophecy coming to you. You understand mysteries. You're diving deep. You've got faith. You've got so much faith. I mean, but you're lifted up and you don't have love. But I have not love, I am nothing. Verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. It's exactly the proverb we're talking about. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Well, that's the truth. But let's qualify it there. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. That is to say... Though God, we lend to the Lord, when we have pity on the poor, we're lending to the Lord and God is going to pay us back. There is a point of our motive in our heart when we're giving. That is to say, we're having pity on the poor because we love God and we love our neighbor and we want to help people that don't have what we have. And so we have, we have. 
and we go, I want to share what we have with those who don't have. That is godly. That is love. God sees that. And he says, you're lending to me. I will repay you. So that's the right heart. Okay. But if, I, if I'm trying to do it, in other words, if I'm trying to do it with just the thought of, oh, I want God to be indebted to me. Right? I want God to owe me something. And so you're giving, but the giving isn't out of love. It's not because you're having pity on the poor. It's because you want something from God. That's the wrong attitude. Let me say it's kind of like when Jesus talks about you give to those, like don't give seeking to receive. Amen. You know, just give. Amen. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. And so... We will move on from there with the right heart, loving, going back. Let's just read the next one. We'll say the Lord's Prayer. Verse 18, then we'll take up with 18 tomorrow. Chasing your son while there is hope. Do not set your heart on his destruction. Literally, put him to death. Do not set your heart to put him to death. What in the world does that mean? Chasing your son while there is hope. And do not set your heart for his destruction. There's a correlation between discipline and saving life. We'll go there tomorrow. Thank you for being here. Uh, let me jump back over on the chats. Thank you for being here this morning. Shalom to every one of you. We love you. Thank you for uh, tuning in to Daybreak. Thank you for partaking and sharing and responding. We appreciate it very much. We'll jump off here. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory ever and ever. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. We love the Lord, don't we? Yes. Thank you for being here. Shalom to everyone out of you. Lord willing, we will see you tomorrow right here on Daybreak. Bye.